Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, wrestling fans. Unfortunately, of course, this is a very sad evening in our industry. Um, it was quite a shock this morning when I got uh, the message from Sean that uh, Gene Okerlund had passed away, and uh, I'm Katie. I'm just. I'm still. I'm still just. You know. So am I. Really, try, really trying to grasp, trying to trying to trying to grasp this whole thing, and I'm I'm having a hard time doing it. Um, oh, me too, boss. Me too. I mean, seriously, there were times I thought that uh, Gene was gonna outlive forever, pretty much man. all of us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, in in certain ways, of course, he will, but you know. I mean, I figured, I figured, you know, that uh, Gene was going to be, well, taking, taking, still running, running his mouth when uh, the rest of us were long gone or too old to be able to do anything about it and that. Um, So, uh, we already got a call in, so might want to go ahead and check that real quick. In fact, actually, I know who that is. I already know who that is, Katie. Never mind. Then Never mind. Label uh, it. So, then let me label so, it. ladies and gentlemen. You label it. Uh, label so, it. ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give Katie. <laughs> he's he's live on the air. So, let's uh, go ahead and uh, say hello to a uh, gentleman who was a uh, big uh, aficionado of uh, Mean Gene himself uh, from ECW, the legendary Joel Gertner. Oh, good evening, Mr. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, how you doing? Good evening. Not a great, I mean, not great, obviously, you know, to meet under these conditions. And, you know, next time, hopefully not something like this. But, but, yeah, you reached out to me earlier today uh, asking if I'd be part of uh, showing honor and homage and paying tribute to Mean Gene Okerlund. And uh, he's definitely somebody that was one of the people that I watched wrestling for every week when I first started watching wrestling. And, uh, and he's going to be very much missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now you actually, now you actually, you guys actually did wind up uh, encountering each other once, Joel. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us about that? Oops. 
Yeah, I, I met him at a convention in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania, at Bud Carson's uh, Pro Wrestling Museum. And uh, and I definitely wanted to make sure that I, I took a moment to go over and introduce myself to him, uh, say hello, and just let him know how much of an influence he was, how much I admired his work. And uh, he was there just hanging out with fans, uh, not just signing autographs, but also, you know, doing promos with people where he was interviewing them. And, uh, and it made a lot of the fans, day. I mean, you know, meeting somebody and, and getting an autograph 8 by 10 uh, whether you're meeting that person for the first time or not, you know, that's one thing. But just to see a lot of these fans, it really looks like the highlight of their month or their year or in some cases their life. I mean, it was really just the joy that mm-hmm. you can see, even even for them to just be waiting online for that moment where they would be interviewed by Mean Gene in kind of that, you know, pre-match or post-match or locker room setting because it was interactive like that. It really oh, seemed like something that let a lot of fans, you know, live out kind of, yeah. you know, a, a fantasy of theirs. and a lot of fun to watch. Well, for, mm. me, for me, every for me, it was every Saturday afternoon, and the first time I ever saw him was a chorus interview in Hogan as uh, Hulkamania was at its rise, and you know, me and Gene, and that was just that's when I fell in love with them. I, I guess I had to be what seven, maybe eight. You know, so I always loved Moon Gene because, well, he got to talk to them and I didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, well, Mean I mean, Gene, you just, heard a lot of stuff that you yeah, didn't, yeah you heard a lot yeah, of stuff too from him on TV true. that you didn't hear from a lot of other people. You know, he was very unique right. in the sense that he brought a sense of, I don't want to call it gravitas because it's not quite that because he was he was very humorous as well, but he mm-hmm. brought mm-hmm. a real world sense of. You know, not quite what Joey brought to ECW, because that's different, too. It's really just a unique yeah. spin kind of thing where, you know, like you said, as a young kid watching, like, eight, nine, ten years old, it's like, yeah. how many how many phrases Iconic. are you hearing that he's coining? You know, for you at least, it's your first time hearing whether they're business phrases or sports-related phrases, just axioms yeah. and idioms Indeed. and stuff that, you know, as a kid, you know, you'd hear him spout a lot of wisdom that you not only wouldn't hear anywhere else on wrestling, but yeah. you, know, you might not hear anywhere else on television because of, you know, again, you're so young, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He, he was my, I guess, uh, the first interviewer I ever remembered like, as a child, obviously. I was in Don Cherry for hockey. Other than that, he's the first I remember. Yeah, I mean, I of course, yeah. of course, I I went, I started with, uh, you know, um, Gene started up here uh, as a interviewer for uh, Vern Gagne with the AWA. He started as a fill-in for uh, Marty O'Neill, and then eventually, when uh, Health forced Marty to retire, he took mm-hmm. over. And you know, I mean, like like you like you say, Joel. I mean, he he lent he. Let I guess what you might want to call it is a you know a real feel to the to an unreal industry. Now I mean, you know, I mean we we we've talked about this so many times in the past on here. Oh you know, yeah, we're we're a bunch of guys who uh, run around in uh, swimsuits and high boots play fighting, but yet Gene made it sound 
like we were battling for, you know, for some of the greatest legitimate prizes that uh, that there ever actually were. And, well, you were. In a sense, yes, you were. I mean, wait, right, Joel, tell me, does that does that sound about uh, right on your level? It does. I mean, you know, I, I've listened to some of the stuff on the network, some watch, uh, some matches from the mm-hmm. mid '80s that I've watched, and you know, even on commentary, where you know he wasn't on commentary a lot once he really got into that interviewer's role that he was so iconic for and that, and that he was so spot on, you know, whether it was pay-per-views down to doing all the market specifics. I mean, him at that backdrop was really, really him firing on all, all cylinders and giving the promotion, yes. you know, his best. But even listening to him doing commentary with Vince McMahon, it's really, really good. And, it, you know, back to what I said before, it's just he was able to put a certain spin and give a certain take on right. just, you know, he presented it in such a way that was completely unique. And the AWA, I don't know how, I don't know how they caught lightning in a bottle so many times. And I know some people don't like their style of announcers, but looking back now and watching stuff from the seventies, the eighties, I think, you know, next to the WWF, which geographically, territorially, you know, I grew up on it. So of course I love Gordon Soley. Of course I love Jim Ross pre WWF. Right. But, you know, but if you're going to compare anything to WWF, and really I think the AWA so strong with their announcers, with their interviewers, behind Mean Gene, you've also got guys mm-hmm. like Rod Trongard, who I love, Roger Kent, who I loved, Ken Resnick, who I thought was great. They had a lot of Eric Bischoff getting started. So they had a lot right. of guys doing announcing and interviewing that had great TV presence and lent that sense, again, for lack of a better term, of gravitas. But with Mean Gene, man, you listen to him on commentary, and even though because WWF decided that wasn't his primary wheelhouse, you listen to it, and he's so good in telling the story that if they would have had a different interviewer and decision would have been made a different way and they would have kept him as a commentator, he could have been one of the greatest commentators of professional wrestling. Mm. Oh, I, yeah, yep, absolutely, I agree. I mean, uh, I did some, uh, I did some uh, polling this afternoon, and I grabbed up uh, uh, several of the uh, AWA interviews because, of course, that's, you know, again, this is this is my, you know, that's that's my time frame and my location because being a Midwest guy, that's you know mm-hmm. what we, that's what we had, and you know, I mean, that's where he and Bobby Heaton first started and their interplay uh, along with uh, along with the late great Nick Bockwinkel is probably some of the I, I will I will say some of the finest mic work that our industry has ever offered. Because they just bounced off each other so well. It was amazing how we handled different situations. You know, like you could have a 375, 400-pound monster of a guy try to put their hands on a different interviewer, uh, and a different interviewer is going to hightail it and bolt from that savage beast. And it's almost going to look corny in a sense. Like there's so many ways that it could be done wrong. 
And then again, you have Andre a guy Strangle, like Gene though. Okerlund who, who yeah. And you have a guy like Gene Okerlund who understands his place and understands what if this were a shoot because that's the way we're going to present it. And when mm-hmm. somebody goes to put their hands on him, he stands up to them of sorts and says, you know, before you do that, you better have your lawyer not just on retainer but on the damn phone because I'll sue you if you put your hands on it. Just different stuff yeah. that, like, if you were watching baseball and one of the players were to attack Tim McCarver or Joe Buck, that's the way that gets handled rather than making it seem super cartoonish. And that's kind of what Mean Gene brought, just a sense of, like, what if, even though everybody is in their underwear, like you said, face-painted, speaking gibberish, you know, all, all the nonsense that goes into pro wrestling that makes it so special and unique as a performance art, but what if he's not there to, to do what you might think he should do, but instead right. he does what you might think he should do if you were really thinking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, I know many times, you know, I would, you know, Gene would, Gene would say, "Get your hands off me, buddy. I got lawyers." You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. I remember hearing that shit growing up as well. I, it, oh, was, it was absolutely, it was gem, absolutely perfect, gem. Joel. Like you say, you know. No, no, no question about it. Yeah. Oh man. Gonna miss yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, John, you've been kind of just sitting here on the sidelines. Go ahead and jump in, man. If you want to ask something to Joel about about uh, Gene and that. Well, you see, I have one thing to say. Well, you see, my mom was really mean to me as a child, okay? Because well, wrestling came on at noon on a Saturday afternoon. And she made us go to bowling lessons, so I'd, like, miss the first half of wrestling. And then I'd run downstairs to the arcade room, and they, they'd have a play. And so I'd sit there for half an hour and catch the last half hour of wrestling every Saturday until we didn't have to do bowling lessons. So I was very deprived, very deprived. But I never missed one of his interviews because it was funny. The second I'd get downstairs, I'd look, look up at the TV, and Mary B would say, Paul Orndorff, Hogan, um, Lou Albano, who – the chic, who, whoever it was, you know. So yeah, that's that's my childhood. Him Straight and up. chic were the wrestling she, she, version, she. I think, of <laughs> Howard Cosell and Muhammad Ali. I mean, yeah. he had chemistry with Orndorff, and he had chemistry mm-hmm. with Valentine, and with yeah. Piper, and with mm-hmm. Savage. But and with, with Sheik, Jesse the Body, I mean, he and with Jesse the Body. He brought out the best in Sheik, and she mm-hmm. brought out the best in him. I'm a big Sheik oh, fan, yeah. so I am going to agree with you oh, yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah, Sheik. Yeah, Sheik. When uh, when I would work with Sheik, we we do we talk a lot about uh, about about you know as he called him Gene Mean, and that he was so you know, yeah yeah. I mean I mean yeah. he always had he always had the nicest things. To say to say about Gene, I mean, he he loved that man dearly. In fact, um, you know, you, in fact, uh, you you mentioned that uh, um, he posted this on uh, Twitter earlier today. He says, "R.I.P. My brother Gene Mean, you put me over like nobody. I love you and your family since the Minnesota. Give my brother Nikolai a big hug. God bless you, cameraman Sumit." 
Iconic uh, Mean Gene promos, real quick. Joel, this okay. will only take a second. So just stay he with us. This, this is a promo where Mean Gene is not in a good mood. Oh, this is good. You've been pretty good at running your mouth off so far. Turn it up. You're going to have to back it up with action. Yo, 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 Gene, let me speak on this, all you cranberries and strawberries. You like my shirt, Gene? You want to touch it? That's enough. Hey, real good impression there, you prick. What about the rest of you piss ants? Anybody else want to do impressions? Hey, old man, why don't you shut up? What are you calling him? Hey, blow it out your ass, O'Hare. <laughs> I got guys that can take out your kneecaps. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, watch that. Hey, I, I, got, I got suspended for leading the beatdown of a bitter, pitiful old man. We need you tonight. Listen here, cameraman. I want you to pull it in real tight. You're looking at the group of the most genetically jacked superstars in WCW. We've worked long, we've worked hard busting our ass. Now we're going to start kicking yours. Filthy animals, you're going up against the future. What you got? Two midgets, a bald guy, a cheese whiz sucking trailer trash. Hoochie? Hoochie. I'm a gambling man by nature, and odds aren't looking good. There you go. Mean Gene, not so much in a good mood. I love it. Hey, the cranberries. Remi- I'm gonna run the cranberries though before I go. Reminds me, check it out on Twitter. <laughs> check out Corey Graves. Go to go to Corey Graves' Twitter and you'll see him put over Mean Gene and him mention that if you want to pay tribute to Mean Gene and if you're the kind of person that enjoys a cocktail every now and again, uh, Corey Graves reminds us that what's known as an Okerland in our business is a vodka soda with a splash of cranberries. So if you want to put over Gene, um, that's a good opportunity to have one of those on a Wednesday night in in his honor. Uh, Whether you do drink or you don't, another way to put him over, in addition to watching best ofs of his interviews and promos and stuff like that, if you want to take a moment and and think about also how real Gene was, go ahead and get, um, get, get the footage of Legends House. For the season that Gene was on, I have some. And if you're oh. Gene, not just I have the performer, some gorgeous cranberry soda right now that I'm going to put in my wine just for Gene just now. So there you go, there you go. No, it's house And watch a little bit of that because you'll see Gene not only as a performer, but you'll see the real person, the human being behind it all. And uh, you know, again, I you know I didn't know him. I met him once, but if he mm-hmm. you know if he's any anywhere near in real life the way he was, you know, on TV, then he's an old soul, he's a real dude, a true human being, and he was always, to me, an indirect mentor and a source of wisdom. I'm going to run, guys. Thank you for Thank having me. Thank you very much, Joel. Thank you, brother. Thanks for coming out, uh, sir. Tribute. Have a hell of a show going forward with this, and uh, rest in peace, Mean Gene. You deserve it. You're the best always. Thank All you right. so much, Joel. We appreciate it so much. You have a much great love, evening. Sir. Much love. All right. No, no um, seriously. We should, Darren, should Darren, probably be. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, Darren go ahead, got sorry. me this, gor- this gorgeous, gorgeous sparkling cranberry, whatever it is. I don't know. I guess it's for people who don't drink. But, yeah, I just put some in my wine, and this stuff's delicious. So, Gene, I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. well, I need some cranberry I'm anyway. Having, I'm having a beer just to, <laughs> just to deal with it and that. Um yeah. Uh, so we're going to play another Mean Gene promo. Uh, this is Mean Gene 
and Andre the Giant. Yay! Hello again, everybody. Gene Okunair, TV20's All-Star Wrestling on the air. You have just seen six foot nine inch tall Big John Studd, a man that goes 345 pounds. Big man indeed. But come on in if you would, please. I've got one better for you. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. The biggest professional athlete in the entire world, my guest at this time, his name, Andre the Giant from Grenoble, France. Just exactly how tall are you, Andre? How much do you weigh? Seven feet four and a half, and I weigh 497 pounds. You uh, played a role of Bigfoot in a series some time back. What was the name of that series? Uh, the Six Million Dollar Man. I, I was the first guy who played Bigfoot in there. Yeah. Very good. Andre the Giant, you've done it all. They tell me that as a youngster over in France, you played soccer. Is that true? I played soccer for four years, and after the soccer, I played rugby for two years. I was in boxing for almost two years, and I'm now I'm in wrestling for almost 15 years. And you have done well. You have traveled all throughout the world. Am I correct? All over the world, and even I used to wrestling in uh, San Francisco. I don't wrestle in San Francisco for a long time, and I find that now you got a big guy, big John Starr in there, and I'd be very happy to come back in San Francisco wrestling against, not just against John Starr, but against anyone you want. Because back in San Francisco, I got lots of friends. And I would like to say one thing, that there are a lot of French in San Francisco. It's been a long time since I've seen them. And if really I have really had the chance to come to fight in San Francisco, I would like to come to see you and do the party like we had before. Andre, would you be right. kind enough to hold your hand up for the fans here in the Bay Area? Can our cameraman get a good tight shot of that? Can you believe the difference in the size of hands? How big a shoe do you wear? 22. A size 22. That makes my size 9 look... Can our cameraman come on down here? That makes my size 9 shoe look a little ridiculous. Andre, I'm certain that professional football teams or basketball teams at one time or another had to contact you with the tremendous athletic ability you have along with your height and so forth. You've got to be a prime target for professional sports. A few years ago, the Washington Redskins contacted me, but uh, that time, my wrestling schedule was so busy, and I was making so much money with wrestling, the football team had any money, enough money to pay me. So I I'll tell you what. Very good. Andre the Giant, the gentle giant, until you get in the ring, and then it's a completely different That's a story. Different. Very good. Fans, you've seen him. The world's biggest professional athlete, Andre the Giant at 7'4", 485 pounds, and more action in just a moment. Unreal. Yeah, and Gene and Andre were a, were a good one. Um, yeah, you they you hear you hear at that point uh, Gene asking Andre to hold up his hand, and they compared hand sizes. Um, there were a couple other things that uh, they did in uh, in some subsequent pieces. Uh, one where um, Gene tries on Andre's ring, and he could literally fit three of his fingers inside the ring. Um, <laughs> Andre, Andre, Andre then placed his hand literally over Gene's face, and it completely covered Gene's face. He took <laughs> off his sport coat. And You're breaking up, Steve. Gene, all right. He, he took he took off his sport coat and Gene nope, put it on. Nope, you sound horrible. Katie, oh, do you see sound horrible then? to you? Katie. 
Katie. We lost. We lost Katie. She's showing Steve, the why don't you try calling back in? Because you're, you're nothing but static. All right. All right. Get ready because means it's going to disconnect. So hold tight. Okay. We will. All right, uh, folks, we're going to take a quick little song break, and we'll come right back here uh, with more of Remembering Gene Okerlund on Wrestling Authority Radio. You are live in ER. We hope you like it so far.
right, and we are back, and we are going to play another classic Mean Gene promo for you right now. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this one. This is uh, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, and Mean Gene. I watched this one earlier this afternoon and uh, I watched it. really got a kick out of this one. So Thank you to the special interview, and then we'll be back with more. All right, fans, coming up a week through tonight here at Boston at the Garden. Saturday night, February 2, World Wrestling Federation action. That is simply unbelievable. In a return bout, Texas Tornado Tag Team match, Big John Stud, Ken Patera to meet Junkyard Dog and his partner, Andre the Giant. By the way, Bobby the Brain Heenan will be there. The ladies' champion, Wendy Richter, to be challenged by Judy Martin. In addition, Barry Windham from... Sweetwater, Texas, just a little west of Abilene. Get ready, Wyndham, to go against Russian Nikolai Volkov. Mike Rotundo, all that great car to meet the Iron Sheik. And Polish power, Ivan Putsky. We'll have to deal with the likes of my guest at this time, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orner. If you look a little down in the mouth this week, any reason for that, Paul? Yeah, there's a reason for it. You know that it's gotten to the point Well, you know every time that I look at the cameras, that another woman leaves her husband for Mr. Wonderful. I've heard. Well, you know something? I'm losing sleep about that. And I, I can't help you mean, that. You mean you don't want to do it? Listen, you, you know, can't help the way you look. Exactly. I know I'm not Mr. Wonderful. You know I'm Mr. Wonderful. Not so who are we to all those millions of people out there know that I'm Mr. Wonderful? What are our opinions? Millions out there that say you are Mr. Wonderful. You're right. Exactly right. And you know something, Gene, just to, to bring up some things that's happened to me lately. I was flying from L.A. to New York. I reserved my own first-class section. The whole section? Exactly. I have my own busboys. I have my own waitresses waiting on me. I want to be left alone. And Lord and behold, who comes up and bothers me? Who else? The captain of the airplane. Want to know Mr. Wonderful. Is it okay to take off now? Oh, come on. Hey. The captain's trying to get your permission? That's right. What do you do on that day? Captain, hey, you call the control tower... They tell you when to take off. Get the cards from them. Exactly. Don't Don't bother you. You know, and this stuff happens on and on and on. I can't even go to an airport. I can't even leave my motel because all the limousines are out there, traffic jams, fighting over to see who's going to take Mr. Wonderful to wherever he's going. You've got no private life at all. It's going to be a nightmare for you. It's terrible. It's terrible. Sure. And, and, even in, and even in the Boston Gardens, look at all the legends that's passed through there. Bobby Orr, Larry Bird. Those are really legends. Oh, I but the it. legends above legends is Mr. Wonderful right here. Right here he stands. You're putting yourself in the same right category right with, I'm putting myself with the, with the, above him. With the, with the koozies. That's it. With the Collins. And you know why. Do you know why? I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking man me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you. But you know something, Ivan Putsky, turtle head? You know what a turtle does? You know, when you see a turtle with that big old long head, and, and then he does something and it goes in? Well, that's exactly what Putsky's going to do. Exactly. It's going to go inside that shell. And you'll disappear. You'll never see it again. A week from tonight, Husky. We'll see you there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. No, 
no, seriously, the reason why I laugh is because he, he thinks he's freaking flair. And body? What body? The only body I was really looking at back there was Rick Rude. Okay, he has the body. He didn't have it. Never mind. I wasn't an Orange Off fan. <laughs> okay? I really wasn't. Uh, nope. But it's, yeah, it's, I, I mean, you know, that, it's, it's funny, it's funny to hear Gene, I'll crack up and, and, you know, kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of break character. Um, it was pretty funny. I'll admit. In fact, um, in fact, actually, it uh, kind of brings up um, the uh, SummerSlam '89 blooper. Now, uh, you talked, okay. you mentioned named Rick Rude. He was supposed to, he was supposed to uh, interview um, Rick Rude and Bobby Heenan prior to Rude's title defense against Golden Warrior. When the SummerSlam Drag drop falls backwards. So the shot of the background okay. is, is seen in the video introduction of Mean Gene at WWE Hall of Fame in 2006. Oakland turns around and says, F it, along with some other words with no audio. Fuck it. Apple. And, yeah. And there was so, a few. And, so and so and so that and so they so um Vince immediately cuts to um Tony Schiavone and Jesse Ventura, and then uh, and then the and then the actual interview uh, winds up getting getting put on. So, um, <laughs> of course, well, Gene did Gene did a shoot video with uh, RF Video, and Entity says that the uh, blooper was actually taped beforehand, and so what happened was the wrong tape aired during the live broadcast. Vince freaks out. He tells Jesse to cover for Oakland, and instead Ventura yeah. makes fun of him, calls him, calls, calls him a troublemaker. And then, and then, near the end of uh, '92's Royal Rumble, um, when he's doing his interview, he turns towards uh, somebody that's off camera, and he says, "Put that cigarette out," and then just kept right back rolling. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love him. Love him. Now, love him. Love him. Love him. We're going to play this last clip, and we'll wait oh, for oh, our... More than that. There's, there's more. There's more, Sean. I've I know. got several here. I know. I've, so, I've so, got the board up. Uh, we'll play this so, one, and we'll wait on for, We'll wait on our next guest to get here, which our next guest uh, should be calling at any time. KD, please be on the lookout for the uh, throw. Uh, oh, I love throw, and he knows it. Uh, well, this cool. is uh, Mean Gene and Nick Bockwinkle. Oh, this should be good. Some kind of a match indeed. Bobby Heenan and Nick Bockwinkle, as I privately told Hulk Hogan, perhaps the darkest time is just before dawn. What a big match. Very controversial in the opinion of many. My entire career, one of the most frequent questions asked is, what was your toughest match? And until recently, there were several. But I can stand here unequivocally and tell the entire sports world that the match you just witnessed was my toughest. I felt like I was knocked out a couple of different times only to come back from the stars and the blurriness. But I want you to know one thing. If Hulk Hogan, because you have left, you felt... You humiliated yourself. You failed to get the job done. That's right. Because you did not 
get the job done. You knew you were going down when I had the sleeper, and you intentionally, right in front of 28,000 people in Stanley Blackburn, threw me over the top rope so you would not lose faith. And you have now picked up your marbles, and you have gone home. You know, he makes a big speech. I'm never going to wrestle here again. I'm this, I'm that. No one knows where he is. They can't find him. Right now, his mother's probably on her hands and knees trying to coax him out from under the bed. Floor's all wet from tears. He doesn't answer the phone. No mail to his home. No one can find him. He's hiding. Well, I don't blame you for hiding, Hogan. You were embarrassed. You came out there and gave 200%. You hit this man with everything you had, and you still did not leave the ring the champion of the world, and you never will, Hogan. You did the best thing you could have done was take off and hide, and I'm glad, and I'm going to speak for the family. I am personally glad we've seen the last of the incredible Hulk Hogan. Well, let me tell all the fine wrestling fans one last word. Hogan, I do now know something. Having gone through hell and the toughest match of my career with you, considered the most promising man in the world in this sport, I now know how to beat you. And if I ever get my hands on you again, if you think were you, you were humiliated before because of what you failed to accomplish, you will be humiliated even more because I will take and accomplish the one thing that nobody else has done. I will defeat you, pin you, and beat you. In you better stay hiding, Hogan. I thank you very much, gentlemen. Bobby Heenan, Nick Bockwinkle, comment free. <laughs> Heenan, Bockwinkle. I love Heenan. And, and, and Mean Gene were together just absolute magic during those days in the oh, AWA. Yeah. We've got a we've got a, we've got another one um that uh we'll play a I little mean, bit was, uh later on. I was listening to him and Ventura and you even get a if you will out of body. Yeah. I noticed that yeah. Um yeah. Now well, um, at this time I, we are I got a message hold on just down. a second Sean. Sean. Hang on. I got I got a message from uh, Oscar, a man on a mission. He's uh, having a little bit of a uh, physical difficulty right now. If uh, that uh, all settles down, he will be he will be calling in. So just want right. to well, let people know that. Our next guest at this time is none other than a man that knew Bobby the Brain Heenan and Mean Gene Okerlund very well, because in his tenure with WCW, they were both there. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Papa Stro. Good evening, Stro. Hey, hello everyone. Hey, Stro, honey. How are you? Hey, how are well, you guys doing? Day, isn't it, man? Not bad, honey. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, tell me about it. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we want to hear some of your classic Mean Gene stories. We played that clip. We played a clip a little earlier. Uh, mean Gene not in a good mood I don't know if you were there when he cut that promo On the Natural Born Killers Where he swore at them That was the first time I don't. I think I've ever heard Mean Gene swear in my life <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful Oh my god uh, the, the time, I, I can't begin to say the many great times I have with Bobby and uh, Gene um, Just non-stop Entertainment uh, On and off set And <laughs> just uh Two class act guys and fun loving. I mean, you could have like the worst day in the world, but hang around those guys. I mean, it just so uplifts you and make you smile and just uh, just 
It's a pleasure. Such a pleasure to be around it. And Gene, Gene and Bobby were like some of the few that really like made me feel welcome there during my time in WCW. And uh, the fact uh, Bobby came that close to managing me, you know, when I first wow. started. Didn't yeah, know that. He wanted to. He wanted to so bad, but due to his commitments with the commentary, Tony Schiavone and everything, he had you know he was obligated to that. But he really wanted to at one point, and which I was I was so down about. It was. My choices were either him or Sherry Martell at the time, which uh, oh. either one, it almost happened for either one, actually, and then it ended up with, of course, Alicia Webb, you know, Symphony. Which, right. I mean, she was a sweetheart. She was a sweetheart. You know, it's such a pleasure to work with, too. And But, um, but yeah. Would have loved to uh, see you Bobby with Sherry, man. Oh, Sherry, man. Another I one. love I me. What a sweetheart. I love me some Sherry. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I love. Who, oh, who, yeah. Who wouldn't love Sherry? I'm, she's awesome, oh, man. And uh, to me, to do, to my estimation, one of the greatest lady wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sherry Martell. Oh yeah. When, when we oh, ask our, um, like when we have ladies' night, when we have ladies' night, when we ask who, what female wrestler saw inspired them, and sometimes it's sometimes it's not even a female wrestler, but when it is a female wrestler, nine times out of ten, it is Sherry Martell. Well, let me correct myself. Uh, as tough as Sherry was, she was one of the greatest. Wrestlers yeah. of all time, male oh, yes. and female, because I've seen her, I've seen her take on guys and just take them out. I, mm-hmm. I, I remember one night, uh, the night that she t- uh, started going crazy on Buff Bagwell during, I think it was a match <laughs> with uh, uh, Flair or something. You know, she was when she was with Flair, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, right, something something happened, and uh, I, I, <laughs> Buff Buff pissed her off, and she just like went when <laughs> the ring started. Been stomping a mud hole in him and just beating the crap out of him. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sherry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, she's what, tough, what, man. What is but, it? But, but, and, Buff's a, and Buff's a good friend. But what is it about him that he has. He does that to people. I mean, I, you're. You know, that, I, that's not the first story that. I've heard or known from other guys that have worked with him outside of myself that uh, he's uh, he's rubbed people the wrong, wrong way. Ah, <laughs> uh, just uh, it was just like one of the many cases I've seen where Sherry is like when she gets mad. I mean, Katie barred a door. Katie barred a door. I was glad I was a friend. No, my name's oh my Katie, God. right? So. <laughs> yeah. All right, exactly. And all I can see is an, an Irish last bar in the door of a pub. That's all I see. <laughs> Katie bar the door. Okay. Oh, God. One time I was sitting uh, having dinner with Bobby and Gene, all right? And uh, this fan, this fan uh, he shook hands He was shake, shook hands with uh, Hogan and Macho Man on the other side of the uh, lounge, right? And he was coming over to shake hands with Bobby, and Bobby just looked at it. I'm sorry, kid. I don't shake hands with people I don't know. And he, as soon as Bobby says that, Gene Oakland snatches his hand away from the kid like he was trying to steal his watch. He was like, hey, my watch. The <laughs> 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 kid got so embarrassed, walked away. I had tears in my eyes. I was going to keep him laughing. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, that's awesome. I love that man. With everything, you know, with all my heart, I really love him. Did, did you see the Wendy Richter interview? 
Did you see the Wendy yes. Richter interview he did? Where mm-hmm. she says, I'm not going to let anybody <laughs> cover, get on top of me and cover me, right? You <laughs> 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 just lose it. <laughs> oh, that was classic. Just a look oh on my God. face. He's just like, I'll cover you. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, Wendy Richter didn't get the joke. She didn't get why everybody was laughing. She was like, what in the, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, hilarious. That's, that is, that is, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, what about the time where Gene Oakland was interviewing uh, Jesse Ventura and Mrs. Saido, and they were trying to do that Tesla strike with the, the board, where he headbutts the board, and he goes to headbutt the board a second time because the first time didn't break, and then the second time, about knocks Mrs. Saido out, and, and Gene Oakland just loses it. Everybody starts laughing. <laughs> Could you imagine Gene on the set when Shockmaster threw the wall? Oh, I wish Gene was there to – oh, God, can you imagine him being there? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> imagine, imagine if they had Gene just waiting on the other side of the wall to interview Shockmaster. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, um, Gene was – Gene would have, Gene would have probably gone. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> no, fuck is going on here. I'm his designated swearer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we're gonna play uh, this one now, and Stroh might have been around the time that this one took place. This is Mean Gene and Hulk Hogan on the beginning of the NWO. Hulk Hogan is here! Hulk Hogan's here! Hulk Hogan is in the building! You're damn right he is! Go get him, Hulkster! Yeah, but whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Yes, sir! Get him, Hogan! Go get him, baby! Come on and get some of this now! Who's bad now, boy? (laughs) Hulk Hogan arrived! Hook, hook, hook. What is oh, he doing? Oh, my God. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What oh. the hell is going on here? Hulk Hogan has betrayed WCW. He is the third man. Look at this picture. Oh, my God. What the hell is going on? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I, probably the lowest shot ever given to professional wrestling. That man did right there, Hulk Hogan. Let's get everybody out of the dressing room right now and kick his rear end. Unbelievable, brother. You what have I been saying the all devil. these years? Huh? What have I been saying all these years? Oh, you know, oh my can... God. A career and of a lifetime. Right down the drain, kid. I hope you love it. Can you, you just little... sold your soul to the devil. See those little hosters <laughs> with the tears rolling down their face right now? We are not going to even acknowledge that three count. Now what happens to us? What happens now to WCW? There was no three count. I never thought I would say that he's yellow, but he may be wearing red, but he's wearing red and yellow. <laughs> what do we do now? What a uh, low. I'll tell you what. Oh, this is a unbelievable situation right here at Bash at the Beach. Hulkamania, the third guy with the outsiders. 
betrayed WCW. Can't talk. Excuse me. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? <laughs> me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> you for so many years for you to join up with the likes of these two men absolutely makes me sick to my stomach and I think that these people here and a lot of other people around the world have had just about enough of this man this man and you want to put yourself in this group you've got to be kidding me well the first thing you got to realize brother is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. These two men right here came from a great big organization up north, and everybody was wondering who the third man was. Well, who knows more about that organization than me, brother? I've been there, I've done that. You have made the wrong decision, in my opinion. Well, let me tell you something. I made that organization a monster. I made people rich up there. I made the people that ran that organization rich up there, brother. And when it all came to pass, the name Hulk Hogan, the man Hulk Hogan, got bigger than the whole organization, brother. And then billionaire Ted, amigo, he wanted to talk turkey with Hulk Hogan. Well, billionaire Ted promised me movies, brother. Billionaire Ted promised me millions of dollars. And billionaire Ted promised me world caliber matches. And as far as billionaire Ted goes, Eric Bischoff... And the whole WCW goes, I'm bored, brother. That's why these two guys here, the so-called outsiders, these are the men I want as my friends. They're the new blood of professional wrestling, brother. And not only are we going to take over the whole wrestling business with Hulk Hogan, in the new blood, the monster's with me. We will destroy everything in our path, Mean Gene. Look at all of this crap in this ring. This is what's in the future for you if you want to hang around the light of this man Hall and this man Nat. As far as I'm concerned, all of this crap in the ring represents these fans out here. For two years, brother, for two years, I held my head high. I did everything for the charities. I did everything for the kids. And the reception I got when I came out here, you fans can stick it, brother. Because... One more, come on. If it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, you people wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff would be still selling meat from a truck in Minneapolis. And if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, a 
all these Johnny Come Lately's that you see out here, wrestling wouldn't be here. I was selling out the world, brother, while they were bumming gas to put in their car to get to high school. So the way it is now, brother, with Hulk Hogan <laughs> and the new world organization of wrestling, brother, me and the new blood by my side, what you gonna do when the new world organization runs wild on you? What you gonna do? What are you hey, gonna do? Don't touch me, I'm gonna play the lawyer. Okay, all right. We we have a date. Okay, we have okay we have this thing, and Hulk Hogan doesn't know about it. It's called the Hulk Hogan drinking well, game. And if we were Hulk, okay, he knows about it. Yes. And if we were playing the Hulk Hogan drinking game, we would be entirely fornicated right now because that would have been twelve <laughs> shots of whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'd be throwing up. I love that Dusty went from Dusty went from go get a host of baby to what the hell you SOB. No, that wasn't Dusty. That was Mongo. No, that was Dusty. No, that was Dusty. Oh, that was Dusty, Sean. Oh, Mongo, no, Mongo, I got there yet, I don't think. You could, yeah, you could go to hell. Oh, 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 God. No, that was, that was, that was, oh that, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was big dust, man. Oh, yeah, oh, there's no doubt. There was no second dust, man. Yeah. Oh, man. You just sold your soul to the devil, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that uh, was, that was uh, with classic. watching that happen, and oh my God, we were all, and I, and I was working at the time, I, you know, it's like, it's like, oh my God, he turned healed. Yeah. Um, well, Cornette, and, Cornette oh, would probably say, that's the greatest thing I've seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, he would love it. this a few hours ago on but, Twitter. He says the best part I ever had. We never rehearsed or did anything scripted from a writer. Gene would ask me, "Hey, big man, what do you want to do?" I would always answer, "Just follow you, brother." And it worked for 1980 to 2017. R.I.P. My brother. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's three brothers. I always always knew that if I had a promo with Mean Gene, that it was going to be a good time. I always knew that. <laughs> I oh, God, I love him. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what well, was one you... of your first promos with him? I believe it was on well, Thunder. Time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was such a pleasure to work with. And, he, he was, and the thing about Mean Gene was, oh, he always – Bring out the best in whoever he was interviewing. He did. Uh, he could he could be interviewing a broom, and could have gotten a broom over better than what Bischoff could have. Uh, thank you. I agree. I'm not a Bischoff man. Thank you. I'm really not a Bischoff. No, oh, it wasn't a broom. It was a mop. It was a mop. It was a mop. 
<laughs> oh God, you know. Moppy. Well, uh, when I first met Eric Bischoff, you know, I mean, all, all I could think about was back in the day, like the AWA. You know, we had the Teams Challenge Series and everything, and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just thought. Well, it's, and I've it's, actually it's seen the that. one at a time. The, yeah, the funny video. You that man because that. Well, hey, Sean, I'll tell you what. I actually, while those while those shows were airing, I was actually working with Jake the Milkman Milliman. <laughs> he was a he, he was, was the doing, man. He was doing shows for us at Windy City. He was doing yes. shows for us at Windy City. Now, <laughs> the never-ending nice feud nice of Jake the McMahon Milliman and Colonel De Beers, or yeah, yeah. Major oh. Colonel De Beers, one of them. Colonel I forget which one, Ed, which rank he was. Ed, <laughs> he was Colonel. He was Colonel. Ed was, Ed Colonel, was Colonel always. Beer. A, That's him. Okay. Ed was always such a fun guy to be around. After after shows, we right. uh, we'd sit around at uh, stay out. Um, in Stone Park on Mannheim Road, uh, down the street from O'Hare, and we just and we would we would hang out and we would just sit there and you know, tell funny stories and just you know, laugh our laugh our heads off and that it was oh, you know, awesome. such oh yeah oh yeah Ed, Ed, Eddie, Eddie was a Eddie was a fun guy to hang out with and that it was really it was really cool. Oh, I, I, I miss Kim Bateri's Kim stories of the old AWA days. Oh, Whenever I'd Ken say, I'd say Ken. Ken, <laughs> I, used to, I used to hang out with I used to, because I always worked with Ken and with, uh, and with Bob Orton. And okay. we had such great, we had Ken, Bob Orton, Ken and Sheik, we would have such a blast in the ring and then, you know, afterwards out of the ring. Unless, of course, Sheik was drunk, oh. but, you know, that, <laughs> that was right. a You know, Orton was a real strong dude, man. He was really strong. He was one of those guys that was, yeah. like, deceptively strong, too. He didn't look it, but he was, like, really strong. I've seen him press Hulk Hogan back when Hogan was, like, just prime, like 300 pounds. You know what I mean? Ooh. Press him over his head with one arm and drop him to a backbreaker. It was like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. That was that was Orton. Uh, Bob, I've worked with Bob a lot. Steve's worked with Bob a lot. You talk like about Bob. a big. You, you talk about a big, strong dude. And man, mm-hmm. I would. You know, knowing that family's lineage, going from Bob Senior to Bob Junior, and now to Randy. I wouldn't want to mess with Randy. Like Randy, Randy may be small, but let me tell you, that son of a bitch has got power. Randy mm-hmm. is one of my favorite wrestlers right now. Going, I mean, his psychology, oh, love, everything about Randy. Him. Love that dude, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I think he's got his daddy proud, and uh, you know, Bob's got a school now. He's training the next generation down here in southern Illinois. Uh, SICW, oh. East Grandolette, Illinois, uh, Ace, of, <laughs> Ace of Wrestling Academy or Ace Wrestling Academy or something like that. Yeah, um, Ace Wrestling Academy. 
But actually, I wanted to, I'm glad I brought this up, because for anybody that's been looking for training in the state of Illinois, <coughs> or, excuse me, or even down by St. Louis, needs to check this out. Because if you sign up between now and the end of the month with the Ace Wrestling Academy, you get your training for 50% off. 50% off mm. to train with Bob Orton. Oh, Unheard of. On freaking heard of. This may this may never happen again. So if you don't jump aboard this, you're losing out. And I've had a lot of people come to me lately and go, Sean, where do I go to train? And I said, go where you need to go. Go where you can afford. But now if people ask me where to train in the month of January 2019, get your ass down to the Ace Wrestling Academy. It's the best deal for your money, and the money you're going to save – on training, you can use to make the trips back and forth down there. Yep. That's awesome. Absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a treat of me. You want to train with one of the best, this is your chance. Tracy Smothers still has his school. School of Smothers is accepting students for the year of 2019. Um, I know we've had our differences in the past, but I, I still you. respect Tracy. I still have the utmost respect for his ring work and for what he's done for this business. So you, those are your two options, School of Smothers or Ace Wrestling Academy, because I don't deal with anybody else in Illinois. Those are the no. two that I deal with. You want to train, you go one of those two places. And Steve will tell you there's one other one, but I don't know that they have a training facility anymore, and that's Chicago-style wrestling. Yeah, they do. They do. That's in uh, River Grove. Um, so those are your options because I, w- I won't send you to anybody else. I'm not going to send you to somebody that I know is going to backtalk you, and I'm putting money in their pocket. It don't work like mm-hmm. that. We had that discussion earlier this week. We had that you're, discussion you're, you're not one for making other people money. Nope. Um, I do want to tell everybody uh, real quickly – Steve and I got a great deal. We have secured the new RWS Heavyweight Championship. It is a beautiful-looking belt. We can't wait to show it off to everybody. I should have some pictures of it Monday or Tuesday. Yes, I did. I saw it. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful belt. It's it's pretty. Wait, wait, wait. Without saying what it looks like, it's all pretty and shiny and silver and stuff. It's pretty. Party. <laughs> it's party. It's party. It's a nice. It's a nice looking belt, and it's not. It is. Uh, it's party. a newer series. It's oh, a newer series. It's a newer that series reminds- belt. <laughs> it's a that newer series me. belt. Go ahead, uh-huh. Rob. No, no, I'm sorry. You know what I was thinking? Deliverance. You got a pretty little mouth there, boy. <laughs> I remember breaking into the I remember breaking into the business and being told that and having no idea what the hell it meant. <laughs> I'll just remember a time a funny story about Virgil, right? Virgil had oh, a million dollar belt, right? And this guy this guy had his cardboard belt. <laughs> he was like this. He came over to Virgil's table with his bandana belt, wanted to challenge him and stuff. And Virgil saw his cardboard-looking belt. It looked like something a third grader made, right? 
<laughs> first, first was like, get that piece of crap off my table. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't oh, breathe. <laughs> um, but the belt we got for the for the RWF, it is a World it's Heavyweight hard. Championship. Um, I'm not big on having the world, the word world when you're in an independent organization, but for the price I paid for the belt, I'm going to deal with it. Um, it is a brand new series belt. If you want to look it up, it is a premier, uh, series two heavyweight championship. And it is one of the, it, it, it actually kind of looks, uh, at least the main place kind of looks. The main plate kind of looks like the um, WWE title currently. It, oh, that wow. kind of shape, but not that w- stupid WWE cutout. This is an actual belt. Oh, okay, okay. It's nice. And it's 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 yeah, eight it pounds. It is an eight pound eight belt. Like, it's, I eight got pounds? Even, it's eight pounds. Jesus. So you're it's telling me that we, it weighs almost as much as a pair of, of goalie pads, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's about, about as heavy as Iron Sheik's club. Hey, trust me. I've I've lifted. I've I've let, let's put it this way. I was able to pick them up about three inches off the ground. The one and only time I <laughs> yeah. ever actually picked those up with him. I, I, I don't see like, how he did it all those years. Time. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, and he would, and he'd be in the ring, and he'd be working those things over his head, and everything, and it's just like, I, you know, I would, I would be absolutely amazed. I mean, I had to stay in character, but you know, as a referee, but boy, I'm watching him going, holy crap! Yeah. Uh, you know, the the other thing uh, that I want to announce real quickly is obviously uh, last night we announced it, and uh, Sunday we announced it. We've had some cards cha- card changes for Rebellion Rising, so that six-man tag has turned into a regular tag team match. It will be the team of Cody Jones and Sanji, the Oriental craze, Sanji, uh, with their manager, Spragan. We all know Spragan. Spragan has called into this show before, Katie. You remember Spragan. Yeah. So... He will be there and be a part of this event. He's going to be the thorn in Steve and I's Good. side once again. Good. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, they will be taking on they they will be taking on the team of um, Pontiac Zone, the coach Nick Melvin, and our good old buddy from Wicked Wrestling Alliance that I haven't seen in about ten years, the drunken Irishman Angus McDuff. Wicked. Oh, boy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and Joe knows what it means because his response said everything. When I said McDuff and he said, oh, boy, that response said everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. tell, me what, tell me what it says. i got to ask you something. Yeah. What, what's Dragon's first name? What's Dragon's first name? Do you know? Jim. Jim. Ricky. I thought, I, I thought at first I was assuming to be Wagon. Wagon's dragging. I was just assuming. I, okay, that's You know what you assume. My bad. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, now, Stro, I don't think I've ever been able to ask you this question, but did you ever do any work with TNA? 
Uh, I've uh, I've worked with a lot of guys with TNA. I didn't actually like you know get a, a deal with them or anything, but I had some friends that were with TNA that I've worked with from time to time. Gotcha. So we you, know, when were, they were, you were never on going. like any other week, <laughs> their weekly pay per views or anything in the beginning or anything like that. <laughs> they never put me in the octagon cage or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Barb and Owen were laughing at me, and Yoko's got up laughing at me. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> you know, that's all good. I'm just happy to be alive, you know what I mean? Oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, well, well, I'll tell you what, let's, you know, since we're, since we're having ourselves a good laugh here, um, the, uh, gentleman that we, the gentleman that we now know is Drake Maverick, um, mm-hmm. manager of AOP and, uh, commissioner of 205 Live. He posted, he posted this earlier today. <clears throat> he says, I remember the first time I met Gene. And so he's relate, he relates the conversation. Gene says, Spud, I was walking around the offices of Titan Towers in Stamford, Connecticut. Do you know who was talking about you? He replies, OMG, who, Gene? Gene goes, absolutely effing nobody. <laughs> Sean, not so loud. Jeez. <laughs> that is awesome. You know what, Sean, Sean, you are only allowed to giggle on air now. Okay, that's it. You're only allowed to giggle. No, that's not a giggle. That's not giggling. <laughs> when, I, when I saw Dick Mavic for the first time come out with AOP, I thought at first that they adopted a kid. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I looked at it. Oh, that's okay. I see. That's fun. Okay, my bad. Oh, jeez. Yeah, oh. I have to look at fucking butt all the time now. My husband's like, shut up, bud. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> uh, he Leo like Rush, yeah. man, when he came out, my gosh, I, I thought they had hired oh Lamar God. from the Vengeance of the Nerds to right? come out and manage Bobby, Lash- <laughs> Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. And I, and I looked up, and, oh, that's Leo Rush. <laughs> Jeez, what's wrong with me? I don't know. But he I had was like, the, the, the little Tippendale gimmick on, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. When he has a little Chippendale gimmick on, also when you know anything he wears, really, yeah, he does look like Lamar. All right, thank you. Now you totally solved mysteries. I'm like, I've seen this guy somewhere before, or his likeness, something like that before. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I just thank kept, you. Uh, I just kept thinking of Lamar with that 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 javelin he had in the movie. Right. Right. That special yeah. javelin. Floppity, 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 floppity. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, well I do want to play. Oh, oh, God. I do want to play this. What do you want from me? At this time, uh, we're going to break up the last and go back to one other thing for Mean Gene. This is the yeah. official last Mean Gene promo with WWE. And it's from oh, last wow. year. Please welcome my guest. He is the WWE champion. AJ Styles. AJ, you have a huge title defense coming up. And John, I beg your pardon. I just already cut you off. It's just uh, this is the 25th anniversary of Raw, and uh, I've got a, I've, I've arranged somebody to do this interview with me, if you don't mind. You do mind? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome me, G. Oakland. Thank you so much. Truly, what a historical night. Speaking of historical, Mr. Styles, you've got your hands full this Sunday night, two-on-one handicap match. 
Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I've always wanted to do that. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. I'll be defending my championship against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, also known as Cammy. You see, Cammy, they believe they're better than me. Cammy believes that the Yep movement is much bigger than the Yes movement has ever been. Cammy believes they're going to walk into the Royal Rumble and walk out first ever co WWE champion. But I'm not going to let that happen. They're not taking this championship from me. You see, Gene, in this match, I got a small window. I got to hit them hard. I got to hit them fast. And if I do it right, the last thing that will be ringing in their ears will sound a lot like this. And still, WWE champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Love you, Gene. Yep, that was from the uh, 25th anniversary Raw, January 22nd. So uh, that was just uh, slightly, slightly under a year ago. I enjoyed it. Wow. Uh, that 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 has got me with goosebumps and the hair standing up on my arms because yeah. that was that was the biggest part of my childhood. You turned on. You turn. I, I, I grew up saying. in the night. I grew up in the night. And I said the same. Okay. That's what I was saying earlier. Every Saturday afternoon, you'd see Mean Gene, and that was one of the first times I ever heard Mean Gene with Hulk Hogan going, "Well, you know Mean Gene," and then there's banter back and forth. Is what yeah, I. I don't know. Did before. they ever have a Mean Gene ice cream bar? Um, Let me everybody else. I will look that up real quick and see if uh, see if they had one. So, but Sean, God, what do you remember? So cool. What do you I remember? remember? I remember uh, watching WCW while WCW was in their takeoff period in the in the early '90s, right before um, right before they got Nitro, and I remember. Mm-hmm. MGM, uh, I remember Mean Gene introducing Hulk Hogan on the car parade that he did into Disney when Hogan came to WCW. Awesome. Wow. Okay, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Was, was, wasn't he also in No Holds Barred, that movie yes. with Hogan and Zeus? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. he was. Indeed, he I was. Mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, Gene was most the most iconic figure that and and I learned that more as I went back and broke into the business and went back and studied old tapes because you would see the the eighties stuff and the AWA stuff of Mean Gene. But I only ready to rumble too. I did not know that. I I remember Mean Gene fondly in WCW, and I remember this line. 1-900-909-9900. That's 1-900-909-9900. That's right. And you know what? 
And I and you want to know something? I ran my mother's phone bill up over a thousand dollars. I was grounded for like a year. You don't even know. I thought it was bad. I thought I was. I can't bad. tell you now, but if you called the hotline, <laughs> get the I scoop. I called the fucking hotline. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I told you guys about that. Yeah, Whoa. and I I racked up the bill uh, the same way. I called. They said one night Sting was going to be on there, and I said I'm talking to Sting. I was like ten yeah. years old. I know. One nine hundred nine oh nine nine hundred like five times, and that was like fifty bucks. <laughs> and who could forget me, Gene, interviewing the infamous Harlem Heat promo with Sister Sherry? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Where Booker T says to Hulk Hogan, "We're coming for you." The N word. <laughs> oh, so. who said that? Booker T. Booker T. Oh when he my. was part of Harlem Heat, when he was part of Harlem Heat, when they oh, still shit. had Mr. Sherry, Stevie Ray tried to hold it in to keep him laughing. And then like Booker like baseballed himself. <laughs> yep. Could you imagine well, what was okay. running well, through Mean Gene's head when they said that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Gene actually had had two different uh, food chains. He had uh, he had uh, Mean Gene's Burgers, and uh, that, yeah. then he later had um, Mean Gene's Pizza. Oh yeah, he did so. Mm. You're right. Wow. He was. Uh, I'll I'll never forget some of the stuff that him and Raven did back and forth. When Raven was putting together the flock and still sitting in the crowd, some of that mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. pure magic. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that's that's credit to not only Mean Gene, but that's credit to Raven because nobody, unless you had gotten the personal chance to sit down with Raven and pick his brain for a little while, you don't understand how intelligent that man truly is. Raven oh, is yeah. one of the most Intelligent, intelligent individuals the wrestling business will ever know and should be riding for Vince, but because they had their differences, he isn't. Mm-hmm. But he should be riding yeah. for somebody because right. the, well, stuff that that guy, the stuff that that guy came up with in the original ECW for the original Raven character is just mind-blowing. You go back and watch some of that and how Raven transformed into the later years and then transitioned again going to WCW. I mean, my God, like that, that character to this day well, still stands out in my head. Go ahead. Steve. Well, Raven, did you, did you, Raven actually is a member of, <laughs> Raven is actually a member of Mensa, which for those who aren't familiar, Mensa is the, um, is an, is an official group for, Genius IQ people. I mean, you have to you have to pass mm-hmm. a stringent test to be a member of Mensa, and Raven is a member of Mensa. Wow, that's really cool. Did Did you guys ever hear about the the uh, the rib that he pulled on Tommy Dreamer? No. <laughs> they're they're at a high school gym, you know, having a match with each other, right? They're climbing up the stairs, and they they, they discover the the gym ropes. You, you climb, right? Yes. And uh, uh, so Raven discovered it first. So he he grabbed 
one of the gym ropes and, and swung like Tarzan and, and gave a form to uh, Tommy Dreamer. And then Tommy Dreamer's there laughs like, okay, watch this. So he tried to do the same thing, but the rope that he grabbed was a shorter rope. <laughs> oh, no. he, went to, he went to do the Tarzan thing. And, and as he came down, he didn't have that much distance, so he ended up like limp wristing him on the back. Oh. <laughs> oh my God! And, and oh my Ray, God. Ray, Ray was just dying. Ray was just dying laughing. Uh, oh God. Well, frankly, uh, I'm surprised be... with Dreamer that he didn't wind up uh, pulling the rope off of the ceiling. <laughs> no, one man. time in the uh, ICP movie, uh, one of the ICP movies, it's in Clown Posse. Uh, they had Raven on it, and it came down. I think it was Shaggy and. Yeah, it was like Shaggy and um, Raven going at it right at the end of the movie, and <laughs> and and, they're, and it was they were so lazy they were like sitting down fighting each other on their on their butts. <laughs> oh that is really lazy. All right, well we're gonna go oh to breaking God. news now because we brought this to you yesterday. Okay. I'm going to send this link over to Steve Kane, our correspondent, and Katie to read. Um, okay. Stro- I'm making Stro, you'll just kind of, Stro, you'll just kind of follow with us as we go here. Uh, this is a okay. big backstage update on All Elite Wrestling. We previously reported that Cody Rhodes has been confirmed him, has confirmed himself as executive vice president of the promotion with the Young Bucks. In addition, Raja.com is reporting that both Chris Jericho and Jim Ross will be heavily involved with the promotion. Well, the speculation surrounding Jericho and JR goes back several months, but both have been coy or denied involvement with AEW. It still looks like they are just bidding their time for the $100 million launch of the brand. Ross is still under contract to WWE for a few more months, but the speculation is he will not sign a new deal and he will only publicize his and then he will publicize his involvement with AEW. AEW is also reportedly set to go hard at wrestlers who have contracts expiring with WWE in an attempt to lure them over. Wow. Sports Shit. agent Barry Bloom is reportedly working on talent recruitment and one other name he represents that has come up is WWE Hall of Famer Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Well, the company Barry Bloom, if for anybody who knows who knows the the business side of sports, Barry Bloom is one of the biggest names in sports management in not just the country but in the world. Barry Bloom's client list reads like a who's who of professional athletics. So, um, if he's in, if he's ba- if he's got involvement in there, oh my gosh! The company is also said to be focused on other off-screen talents such as producers and agents. As previously reported, AWE executives are working on a deal to get the promotion on television with Time Warner's TNT, TBS being rumored. 
Khan is reportedly using all his connections to secure that deal. Wow. Well, we said, wow. we said last night, okay, Khan is a, you know, is a major sports owner. Um, yes. He, is, he and his dad co-owned the uh, Fulham uh, Football Club of the uh, of Barclays Premier League, as well as, as, of course, being with the owners of the Jacksonville Jaguars of the NFL. So, right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he's he's got he's got name recognition on his own. Now you're throwing Barry Bloom in the mix. Like I say, the the penultimate sports agent, and if the and if the word comes and if the word does come out that um, Ross and Jericho are in, oh my gosh. Now, because because Jericho and, and Ross will both have will both have an in with uh, WWE guys. Yes. <coughs> Jericho, I mean, although although Ross's voice is on the uh, um, current flock of uh, of uh, New Japan footage, he only sits in a studio in Los Angeles and uh, and does voiceovers. Jericho. Actually works in the promotion, and so he's got the he's got the actual ends with the guys, and of course, obviously, oh, Cody and the Bucks, Kenny Omega, Marty Skrull, all being um, big stars over mm-hmm. at uh, New Japan. Yeah, I definitely expect that the connection will happen and there will be definitely talent from New Japan coming into all elite. All right, we have more breaking news and this has okay. to deal with the NWA Crockett Cup twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The NWA has announced that it will be partnering with Ring of Honor Wrestling for the upcoming Crocker Cup. Crocker Cup. Crockett Cup <laughs> <laughs> tournament which will take place on Saturday, April twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen in North Sorry, Carolina. <laughs> Sean, say that five times. No. Five times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sorry, I, I will not Crocker. do that to myself. Disclaimer, oh, sorry, Betty Crocker. <laughs> um <laughs> I wanna read some of this. Um <laughs> Because this is this is speaks to wrestling history. Thirty-three years ago, Jim Crockett Promotions partnered with Mid South Wrestling to present the first ever Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, what? Uh, the Crockett Cup was announced at the NWA 70th anniversary event. And uh, this is going to be huge. This is, uh, many are saying the speculation around this is this is how they will crown the new NWA World Tag Team Champions. Okay. And Ring of Honor signing on board with this is a huge, huge platform for the NWA. Uh, What did the NWA mean to you growing up? Because you worked for a company that was directly tied to the NWA throw. What did that mean to you growing up, the NWA? Oh, man. 
uh, it was like, because, uh, you know, at the time, you know, growing up, I mean, you had like, the territories going on, you know, with the WWF, you had the AWA, you had all the territories in between and then across the globe. And, uh, and, and during that point, the NWA was a conglomerate of all these territories, you know, come together to make the NWA at that time, and uh, it was it was like uh, a dream of any wrestler to be a part of the NWA. And uh, for me to be, I I, I started wrestling in NWA during those latter stages before it went to bunk and went other directions, so to speak. But, right. I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, but to be there, uh, I was around it. I went to a lot of NWA events. Uh, you know, so I first met uh, Dusty Rhodes and Andre the Giant and uh, Stan Hansen and Bruce Brody and uh, the Funks, the Briscoes, the Grams, uh, Steve Kern, and uh, all, all the yeah. greats, man. The Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll Midnight. Yeah. Um, and, and and to work with these guys later on when I, I got into the business, you know, the Chief Wahoo McDaniels, the Ron Garvins. Um, it's just uh, what a treat that was. And every now and then you would have guys from the AWA come over and do the crossover, right? Talent and, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the world champion at that time, Nick Bockwinkle, right? Yeah. And um, uh, you had uh, Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel at the time yep. doing crossover. I mean, it was just, uh, it, it was, it's like, it was, it was a dream that time to be part of the NWA. And I, it was like definitely one of the goals of my bucket list and, and do, to have a, a taste myself personally was like to work with NWA was a big thrill and to like have NWA world title matches years later. Um, you know, especially with the matches I've had with um, Adam Pierce. Right. Uh, for the NWA championship. Uh, we, we had some classics, man. And, uh, and so, some of my best matches to date in my career. So, I mean, much, had, much respect to Adam Pierce and uh, always a cherish the times we, you know, we wrestled together. Yes. Well, and the 10 pounds of gold uh, is, is on its way back. Um, you know, Katie, you kind of joked with me when I said our belt was 8 pounds. The NWA belt is actually 10 pounds. If you put yeah. that thing on a scale, it weighs 10 pounds. You hit somebody over the head with that, you're going to knock them unconscious. Yeah, I know. Uh, yep. I, I have held that belt in my hands. Yes, it weighs 10 pounds. And uh, uh, for anybody that doesn't remember me telling the story, I'll tell it one more time. The reason that the RWF would be directly associated with the NWA again is because we were robbed of our NWA world title defense. That was Ed's dying wish, was to have the NWA world title come to his territory. And be defended. And in 2009, Steve Kane will tell you the same way I will, there were plans in motion to bring the NWA world title to Ashton, Illinois, a small town of 1,200 people. But there was a plan. What happened was Sheik did not win the belt in October the way we anticipated. So he was not able to bring the belt back in November and say, not only am I the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, but I'm the NWA Midwest Heavyweight Champion. And now I've got all the gold. So what are you going to do now, Mr. President of the NWA? And this was in 2009. This was in a time that the NWA was starting to die, but still had territories and 
still trying to make a comeback after TNA and them had falling out. Um, but man, some of the NWA stuff, this guy, the guy that I teamed with promoted was just absolutely mind blowing. I went to some of his shows up by Chicago and you talk about a guy that just understood pure wrestling. He didn't, he didn't want the cutthroat bullshit. He wanted he wanted the, the action in the ring to speak for itself. And I'll never forget the first night that I met him, he had a manager there by the name of Carmine Despierto. Carmine goes, mm-hmm. one of you, you people is going to be the luckiest SOBs to ever walk out of here tonight because under one of your seats I've hidden $100, and you see chairs just go flying. Listen. I mean, they're go, they're going flying. <laughs> and then after, after after about you know a minute of everybody turning in chairs, he goes, "You idiots! I wouldn't pay a hundred dollars to anybody in this town to sleep with, let alone hand out a free hundred dollar bill to one of you pe- dumb people." Oh man, <laughs> the people were rabid. Oh, oh I'm uh, fucking back. Oh, great. Great heat, man. Great heat. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Yep. Great heat. Love it. I mean, Carmine was you always good anymore, now. man. You don't. You don't see that. And that's, that's how you draw natural heat. You, do something, you got a manager that comes out and does something like that in an independent show, and you got kids flying everywhere in an independent show, huh? you know you've gotten that guy over. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it was, you know, you don't see stuff like that anymore. And I, I was going to pull that out of my gimmick at a show that I did yeah. in St. Charles, but there wasn't enough people there to make it work. I was like, well, guess I'm keeping this one in the bag for a couple more years. Because <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to do it in front of, you know, 40 people. It ain't going to work. If I got 150 people in that crowd and they all start flipping their chairs, then I know I've gotten over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ed used to tell me there's a certain way to get under and a certain way to get over. And most mm-hmm. people know how to get under and not get over. And it's the truth <laughs> of the matter. Even in 2019, yeah. it is the truth of the matter. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I think Mean Gene would have said probably the same thing, knowing, uh, seeing what I saw him on uh, Legends House. Because if you guys haven't, if you, Kate, Stevie or Katie Let's haven't watched Legends that. House, Legends House. Okay. Well, this is where oh, the yeah. saying, this, this is where the saying "Holy balls" came out of Mean Gene, and then oh. the internet ran with it. Holy balls! <laughs> yeah. I can just hear him. Holy balls! Oh man. And then uh, the episode where Tony Atlas makes chitlets, or however you say it. <laughs> Chitlins. <laughs> Chitlins. And I'm, can, I, I'm yeah. Canadian, and even I know what shitlins are. Come on, man. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. You, you guys need to know what the grits are, too. Yeah. yeah, I know what grits are. I know what grits are. We Tony don't like Atlas, them. Country, the restaurants don't. I had to show a waitress yeah. one night what grits was. I brought some <laughs> grits. <laughs> oh, those are grits, Sorry. eh? That's grits. <laughs> they were grits. Uh, this is like cream of wheat, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Lord. Uh, hey, French, you know, French fries and gravy, right? 
Yeah, yeah rising fucking gravy and poutine, don't you know? Uh, we've got some more breaking news yeah. here. No, I love me some. No, I love me some fries and gravy. Okay, let's look my go-to munchie. I love fries and gravy. Yeah. They start serving McDonald's. No, there's <laughs> no fucking gravy at McDonald's. Damn it. You need to go to KFC. They got the best gravy, and you need to go they to KFC. They do. They do. I, I, they I do love McDonald's, gra- McDonald's fries. <laughs> uh, I like Popeye's chicken sides. Their chicken gives me well, yeah. The chicken yeah. makes me go sit on the throne for a while. So I like the sides <laughs> right? better. Yeah. KFC I don't blame you. Oh, good grief. Yeah. Um, well, we've got some more breaking news here. Davy Boy Smith oh. Jr. has signed a deal oh, with Major League Wrestling. So, folks, we talked about this, and I want to talk about this with the show. We now have two major opposition yeah. events. The first one right. has been here before, and they're coming. They've made their way back, and it's Court Powers mm-hmm. Major League Wrestling. Cool. cool. Yeah, that's right. They're doing good. They're, they are making. Yeah. They are. They are making hard come advance. They are uh, trademarking some of the things that uh, trademarks ran out on from WCW, and mm-hmm. they're they're making Vince spend some money. But I'm going to tell you, in the year 2019, it's not just going to be Major League Wrestling that we got to worry about because with the birth of all elite wrestling is going to come a whole lot of changes for this industry. I think uh, I said I said this. Go ahead. Instant on New Japan, also doing some dates here in the U.S. as well yes. as Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. New Japan and Ring of Honor combined are doing the Madison Square Garden show WrestleMania week. Wow. I mean, this business is about. I don't care what anybody says. If you're in 2019 and you're in the wrestling business and you don't say that the business is on an upswing, you're looking in the wrong direction. TV yeah, ratings awesome. may be down. Houses mm-hmm. may be down. But I'm getting ready to tell you all something. The houses are getting ready to come back up. And either Vince is going to jump on board and up his product and up his ante to get his houses and ratings back up, or all elite wrestling is going to come and knock him down. And he ain't going to know what hit him. Now, I'm going to agree. Obviously, yeah. obviously, we're smart enough to know because – You know, he had these during ECW and WCW. Vince has Mm -hmm. eyes watching that other product. Vince has eyes that are watching what's going on with all elite wrestling. Vince has eyes that are watching what's going on with major league wrestling. But I don't think, I don't know that he's going to be able to act fast enough to stop all elite. You're talking a hundred million dollar company. And let's face it, this guy is a billionaire. Another billionaire. Yeah, exactly. So here is somebody that can compete dollar for dollar on a level with Vince McMahon. And you know what the thing is? It's two completely different products. Because if you watched All In, All In does not compare to WWE products. WWE products is on another level, and uh, All In was on a level all on its own. But there was one thing that was, there was one thing that was said, and that is the more pay-per-views that All Elite does, the less special events like All In become. And it's true. It's true. They're gonna, have, you know, All In grew huge success. 
Doubled or nothing will draw huge success. Uh, the third and maybe even fourth show will draw huge success. But after that, they're going to start to see a dwindling. And that's because it's only special the first couple of times. And anybody will mm-hmm. tell you that. Mm-hmm. You didn't see right. you don't see people that went to WrestleMania one travel into WrestleMania what a what is it now? Thirty seven? Yeah, I think so. Thirty seven. Something. I don't think it's I don't think it's thirty seven. I think it's like thirty five, but it's still, it's still getting up there. It's still up there, yeah. And you don't have those same people traveling. They're not gonna travel from WrestleMania one that was held at Madison Square Garden to another part of the world for WrestleMania 34 or 35. It's just not going to happen. So the right, same thing is right. going to happen with All Elite as they add more events and pay-per-views like Double or Nothing or whatever the third one may be named or even the fourth one. People will stop traveling. And it, it loses its specialness. But the nice thing mm-hmm. about All Elite Wrestling is it's its own product. Not like anything else out there. Ring of Honor has their spin on things. New Japan has their spin on things. You have people that have never been able to put their personal spin on things AAA. other than all in. Other than all in as a part of this. And right. I think it's going to deliver some great results. I think despite what people have said about the Young Bucks for years, I think they've got good heads for this business. Other than the whole Joey Ryan thing, because that in itself was enough to make me almost shut off that pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah. not serious. <laughs> yeah. but because you, one, one stupid thing like that can ruin a good pay-per-view in an instant, and you and I both know that. Yep, yep, yeah. But the thing, But the thing about it is this, and this is, and this is the difference between all elite and WWE, okay? The the creative forces behind WWE are a bunch of TV writers, none of whom have ever stepped foot inside the wrestling ring. They've never run the ropes. They've never taken a bump. They don't know what we go through. Whereas the... Uh, where the cons may be the money, but the brains behind the operation, Cody, the Young Bucks, um, rumored B.J. Whitmer, I mean, you know, these are wrestling people. These are guys who put on the tights, put on the boots, plan out matches, no the psychology of the industry. So they are in a better position, I believe, to bring a card, well, in fact, bring a TV show that people are going to want to see on a regular basis. And if they get that Tuesday night slot that they're aiming for, oh, that's good. That's going to be huge because with SmackDown gone um, later on this year, if they, if you know, moving over to uh, Friday nights on Fox, if they get that Tuesday night slot, especially on a on a mainline channel, 
Yes, it will be. When when, uh, we, when, when for everybody. Yes. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Not that there's a hockey game on. If there's a hockey game on, I'm screwed. You think Darren's going to let me watch <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom? No. Uh, oops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wrestle, King- <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 13 is on track to sell out the Tokyo Dome. Yes. Can't Another. Wait for that oh, Sounds that's going to be a huge card. That is going to be a huge card. You know, uh, there's a oh, and here we go. Um, we have Raw's numbers for this week. Oh, goody. Okay. So, um, Hour one averaged two million thirty-five thousand viewers. Hour two scored two million twenty-six thousand viewers. And the final hour averaged 1,843,000 viewers. Jeez. Ouch. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ouch. That's what okay, I said. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. If Vince doesn't do something quick and all the week gets that Tuesday night time slot, he ain't going to know what hit him. The old man ain't going to yeah. know what hit him. Because these people are coming, guns a blazing. They're putting a hundred million dollars into the launch, um, and that's that's just to launch the company. Okay, I don't think that that's going to be fully everything that they're going to spend to get this company up and running. No, absolutely not. So you're talking a hundred million. We'll call it two hundred and fifty million by the time they get everything up and running. It's going to be expensive, and it's going to be somebody that's going to have the hopefully same production value as all in to be able to really compete with Vince because a lot of the good, a lot of the, the all in featured a lot of good camera work. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. care so much well, for the course. commentary team, but uh, that's neither here nor there because um, right. I like Don Callis and I've always been a fan, but I don't think that he is the most impactful announcer that you could get in 2019 i think if you're if you're gonna really want to spend your money why not bring in jerry the king lawler even though he's still under wwe contract but you've got guys out there like jeremy borash and don west i mean those two had great banter back in tna yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you've got Um, joey styles out there who's doing nothing right saying um i mean yeah I mean, right now, right now, Tony Schiavone's uh, doing MLW, but I'm sure that uh, with the with the right uh, with the right uh, dollar figure waved in front of him, he'd go over there. I'm sure he would too. I absolutely, absolutely. I, I, you know, and the thing about it is this: this is going to shake up the the landscape of the industry. Now we don't have an announced date on when. Double or nothing will take place, but we do know it's coming sooner rather than later. Um, right. Well, January eighth is the press conference, so we might have you know we might have that information after that. So once now, we, here, so once that press conference hits and we know it, we will let you folks know. Now, here's the scenario for everybody. Don't know that it will happen, but just going to put this out there for everybody to sleep and think about. Double or nothing, 
That means you double down or you get nothing at all. What would be the biggest double down in sports history to have them go head-to-head with WrestleMania? Double or nothing. I could see it. They've got the money to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm very... I, I legitimately, in 2019, can see this happening. Well, I don't know if they go up against Mania. They might go up against a, uh, you know, a smaller uh, pay-per-view, like a fast lane or, you know, something like that. Now, of course, now, of course, they did, uh, they did all in on uh, Labor Day weekend. So, you know, like I say, we'll know more. Um, we're supposed to know more on the 8th. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking forward to that. I think that's uh, one that, again, I will definitely uh, sit and watch live as it happens so that I can uh, take some notes on it and uh, see what's going on and then relay that to everybody here. Yes. It's going to be an exciting new year. I'll be watching, huh? (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is is probably going to be one of the biggest years for the wrestling business in probably the last – 15, 20 years, at least. Uh, long, like 30 or long 40. Overdue. It's long, long overdue, overdue. But it's going to be. I am predicting this now. All Elite Wrestling is going to be the resurgence of the wrestling business. We may not have the Monday Night Wars, but we're going to have the Monday and Tuesday Night Wars. We're going to see mm-hmm. which company is really better. Yeah. And yeah. if. If they've got lawyers the way I know they do that are looking over all these WWE contracts and going, hey, this guy's expires. This guy's expires. We could snag this guy. And Vince is in for a world of hurt. Vince is in for a world of hurt. And let's not, forget, let's not forget that they could even buy out Vince's contracts the same way Vince bought out some of WCW's contracts, the same way mm-hmm. WCW bought out some of Vince's contracts back That's in the day. It yeah. could happen. It could happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he just signed a new contract with WWE, so obviously you're not going to see Hulk Hogan with All Elite Wrestling, not that they would want him because that doesn't cater to their style. They right. would be more apt right. to book somebody like a Rob Van Dam and let Rob Van Dam have one last run. That I could see. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody like the, a whole name is no good to them. Right. Now, now the name that is flashed about in terms of uh, rumors of guys that uh, are looking to, you know, when when their contracts are up, uh, not renew is a guy that uh, Kenny Omega knows quite well because they had a lot of battles against each other back in the day, and that's Shinsuke Nakamura. I did not know that. Wow. Yes. I did not know that Shinsuke wanted out of his contract. Well, not that he wants out of his contract, that he doesn't want to be here anymore. I mean, the rumors are, yeah, I mean, the rumors are he wants to go back home to Japan, but I think if the if the right uh, contract 
were placed in front of him, which would maybe allow him to uh, go back home and do some dates in Japan, as well as do um, dates with uh, AEW. I would, I would not, I would not put it against uh, against the odds for him to sign. I wouldn't either. And the other one, they have so missed, made, a, they have so missed a boat on him, man. Nakamura, oh my god. And oh, the other absolutely. one that'll be that'll be right behind him if her contract mm-hmm. is set to expire is Asuka. Wow. I'm, I'm done wow. yeah. They're close. They're really close. Yeah. Like, if you don't see some of the stuff that I've seen uh, on their personal pages, it's it's outstanding. They are very – him and Nakamura, Nakamura and Asuka are very close. And it goes back wow. to their days, I think, New Japan. I don't know if Asuka worked New Japan right. or not, but wherever yes, they work did. together yes, – Wherever they work well, together, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll history. give you the full. I'll give you the full run on, on, uh, on her Japanese career because, um, you know, she had cause she had quite she had quite a time uh, under under the name of Kana over there. Um, so let's see here. Uh, I mean. And it sucks, but that's the way it is. And mm. Vince, Vince thought he was gonna be, make Nakamura a star, and it's it's backfired. He doesn't know how mm. to make well, Nakamura a star, a, a bigger star. Yeah, I mean, when he you know when he was in Japan, I mean, if, I mean, you know, if you put if you put Nakamura at uh, at uh, Ring of Honor and let him do his Japanese strong style. And yes, that, it works. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, absolutely kill it. And that, but, but here they've got him, you know, doing no speak English and you know doing this stereotype garbage. It's like Funaki all over again, is what it is at this point. Mm-hmm. Just talking about like Mr. Fuji. He sounds like Mr. Fuji. It's <laughs> crazy. I mean, uh, it's it's sad because Nakamura was one of the hottest talents that they could have signed from Japan, and they signed him, and now they can't do anything with him. And he will jump. He will jump ships. He knows. And you know who the other one will be if they're not careful. And I could see this because rumors are he's not too happy with the push he's getting is AJ Styles. Wow. Bullet Club. Man. And the other the other ones that will come with that are Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, remember, look at look at the tops that Gallows and Anderson are wearing now. OGBC. Mm-hmm. OG Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Right. So so yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be some big shakeups that happen this year, and the year has just begun. This is going to be the biggest year for professional wrestling in the past. You said twenty 15, years. Twenty years. Fifteen, twenty years. Because bring out the popcorn. It's gonna be exciting. <laughs> it, well, it is. Bring, yeah. Break out the champagne because this is the celebration. <laughs> 
We've been waiting for this, okay? If you if you were a fan of the Monday Night Wars, you've been waiting for this for a long time. 18 years. Oh. Yep. Yep. And it's it's going to come and it's it's going to be something special, so we'll we'll get to see the be- the best of it. Oh jeez, and and just uh, just I never thought I would see it again in my lifetime, but to, to see it ha- happen all over again is really really cool. <laughs> it really is. I I you know, Tro, it's the same thing for me. I'm only 28, and to think that this is going to happen now, and then has the possibility to happen again with the NWA if they get it, their resurgence under control. I mean, my mm-hmm. God, imagine what the wrestling business is going to be by the year 2020. Oh man. Oh I mean, my this, gosh! It's, it's going to be the network just showed the uh, just showed the uh, um, uh, SummerSlam botch where the, <laughs> where the backdrop fell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like to thank Strofe for coming out tonight. I'd like to thank Joe Gertner for coming out tonight. I'd like to thank all the other people that were slated to call in but couldn't. Uh, for trying to call in tonight, or at least uh, committing to wanting to call in tonight. Uh, Sonny Ono was going to make it, but he was having dinner with the wife, and uh, he told me, he says, he says, it, he says, you deal with my wife, and I'll come do your show. I said, no, brother, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, so this, is, this has been uh, Remembering Mean Gene Okerlund. And this has been a lot of fun here tonight. And, um, you know, the next time you think of Mean Gene, I don't want it to be a sad moment. I want you to think that he's he's at peace. He's up there with Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. And they are calling one of the greatest WrestleManias that we're ever going to see when we join them in the WrestleMania in the sky. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Graves said. Corey Graves said, "Don't be sad because because he's gone. Be happy because we had him. And yes. to finish it out tonight, we're gonna play Mean Gene from the wrestling album Tutti Fruity. Good night, everybody. Yay! Good night."
for one fair bone. All right, Mean Gene getting down. I can't believe it. I'll tell you what, Mean Gene, you and little Richard got almost nothing in common. Oh, it's about the hair. Don't say it. Well, in any event, Hillbilly Jim doesn't have much in common with you, Jesse. Wait, wait just a minute. You told me this was a rock and roll album. That's why I participated in it. What's Hillbilly Jim got to do with rock wait, and roll? Wait a minute, Jesse. I think it's important you have a little soul, even though it be a country soul. And perhaps you'd best take heed of the title of this next cut by Hillbilly Jim, Don't Go Messin' with a Country Boy. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.